Hey, happy Monday, beautiful people. We are back on the All Things Eat podcast. I know we skipped last week. It is completely fine. That break was amazing. So ask me questions. I can tell you exactly how it was. Now, cool thing is we're back with a dope interview with one of my very great friends, one of my greatest friends, Brandon Jackson. Now, a lot of you may know that I know this person, but for those that do not, here's a little rundown on what this guy is actually doing and the beautiful things that he's making happen with music education. So Brandon Jackson's a marketing and branding expert, author, and host of the Music Business Dreams podcast. In 2011, he actually founded KDMR Music, a company that provides education and consulting services to those that are interested in building successful careers in the music industry. Through his podcast and YouTube channel, he's provided free music business education to thousands of independent musicians in over 39 countries. That's what I said, 39. Brandon also uh, provides marketing, branding, and photography services to non-music clients as a freelancer. Through this work, he's helped clients including Blue Cross Blue Shield, JLL, which is Jones Lang LaSalle, and media personality Lala Anthony, dope, to extend their brands well into the future. So, Tune in, tap in, listen in to Brandon Jackson. It's an amazing interview. We talk about some beautiful things. So, tune in right after this. Intro, yay! Oh, I need a left start a podcast. All things, all things, all things, E. All things, all things, all things, E. Education, art, and tech. You never know coming next. Education, art, and tech. You never know coming next. <laughs> All right, good people. Happy Monday to all. I'm excited to return back with a dope interview today with my homie, actually, Brandon Jackson, uh, who's the founder of KDMR Music. Uh, He's a marketing coach, marketing guru. I call him a marketing guru. All those good things. So, Brandon, just just go ahead and say what's up to the people, man. What's going on? What's going on? I'm still a education art and tech. Like, that's my job. That's my job. (laughs) I'm glad glad you like it. I was kind of like, I was sitting here one day and I was like, I'm going to just make an intro real quick. Let me come up with three little words. Yeah, I'm not, you know, make it happen. I'm not gonna lie, cause I'm definitely on team. Quay needs to keep rapping, and <laughs> he's gonna put a rap song on the podcast. Right. Like, okay, so it's it's bad enough. I gotta just listen to a podcast as opposed to you rapping. Yep. But then you're gonna put like a little 20 second <laughs> teaser on the podcast. Like, what are you trying to accomplish right now? Right. I had to make. I had to remind people. That I, you know, I just wanted to put something out there so people wouldn't forget. That's all it is. Wow. It's just, it's just like a, what they call it, like a little time capsule piece. You <laughs> just right. lock it in and leave it with people and just see where it goes. Show up. I think what it is is like I have an appreciation for trap beats that I did not have mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a few years ago. So yep. I just get hype now. Yep, I love me a good, love me a good trap trap song. I think that's why I like Cardi B so much. Mm. So. <laughs> <laughs> So, okay, let's let's get into it, brother. All right. So, um, question for you: for the people, I know out, you know, in the introduction, I stated a lot of things that you've done and that you're working on. But you know, in your background, who are you, and like, how did you get to where you are today? Um. Well, I don't know. Who am I? Existential questions all early in the morning mm-hmm. and such. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, I guess first and foremost, I'm, you know, a child of God, then a husband, then a father. Um, and you know, I, I typically, the way it goes, it's, it's, it's God, it's my family, there's music and then Carolina basketball. Like those are the things that make me who I am. <laughs> of course. So, um, yeah, I mean, how did I get here? I mean, it's, it's been a long journey. Um, I've always been, you know, I'm in the music education space. Mm-hmm. I was always interested in music from the time I was like five. Like I remember I begged my mother 
for a keyboard and I finally got one for Christmas. Like I was either six or seven. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. And uh, although I never got piano lessons, but I always have had music in the house at some point. Um, I have an uncle who in the mid to late nineties worked through actually, yeah, mid nineties through like early two thousands, he worked for Atlantic records. So yep. he would, um, he would come down for like Christmas and stuff and bring CDs. Like I remember one of the albums he worked on was Brandy's Never Say Never album. Mm. Brought the CD, gave us all copies, and like we looked in the thank you section, and his name was there. And I was like, "Yo, that's dope." And then we would visit him, and he's got like platinum plaques on the wall and pictures with all these celebrities and stuff, right? And I was mm-hmm. like, "Yo, I don't know, I don't know what he does, but I want to do that one day." Yep. And um, it just so happens that he was involved in marketing, and I didn't really find that out until later on um actually around the same time i met you like this is when i really started to understand what my uncle did Mm -hmm. because i got to work with him on a few projects but that's skipping ahead but i mean long story short i was always interested in music um and then marketing kind of came secondary as you know i got to high school you know you have to take pick your electives or whatever and marketing was one of those few elective classes that i took and actually enjoyed so that that's how I got in the marketing space. Um, I started rapping when I was 14 in high school. Uh-huh. I remember those days. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. So I started rapping and what's funny is I actually started out trying to be like an R and B singer. Um, but my range is quite <laughs> limited. So that wasn't working out. I kind of, um, I, I rapped one day just kind of on a whim as a part mm-hmm. of like just some nonsense, but Long story short, I, I liked how I sounded. Other people liked how I sounded. So I just kind of kept feeding the beast, as they say. Um, so that just kind of got me into this rhythm. Like I would write verses, I would record. I bought, I was selling sneakers at the time. Um, yeah, DJ Kicks. Yeah. My guy, that's how I met you. Word, that's correct. Remember, remember I, I actually what I wanted to say is, do you realize it's been 10 years since we met? Yo, it has, it has yes, been 10 years. 2009, my boy. It, yeah, that's crazy. I, rem- <laughs> I remember I met you because this girl came to my dorm room in college and like, cause I was rapping and she was like, oh, you got to hear about my homeboys back home. It's cocaine records. And I was like, <laughs> yep. that sounds like some music I don't want to be involved with, but I'll check it out. Right. And that's, that's how we met. Yep. Right. And so I remember when I, when I walked up and I was like, I thought you were taller. <laughs> I, I do remember that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, what's funny is we're like the same height, but yes, yeah. You was like you sound tall. I was like, well, nah, um, I guess not. <laughs> but yeah, so I, st- I started rapping in high school and just kind of fell in love with it. And this was during the mixtape era. So when I realized like I was decent at it, I bought a microphone and just started recording myself um, over whatever instrumentals I could find on SoundClick on. Yep. LimeWire, that was the joint. Like you just download instrumentals yep. for days on LimeWire. So enough. Yeah. So when I got to college, that's just that became how I was known. In high school, I was known for selling sneakers. In college, I stopped selling sneakers so that I wouldn't be known as the rapping guy who sold sneakers. Also. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so. Right. Yeah, but I mean, I guess to make the long story short, business had always kind of been in in me, and so exactly. has music. Um, so for a time, I was focused exclusively on music. Um, one thing led to another. I ended up getting an internship with Ninth Wonder to, to work mm-hmm. 
on the marketing side of his label at Jambler Records. And that was kind of my first real exposure um, to the music industry and like how it works. Yeah. And um, I love that I started out working at an indie label because I mean, an indie label does all the same functions as a major label, it's just smaller. Mm -hmm. So you get to see all those pieces in action. Um, and because the project timelines are shorter, the budgets are, sh are smaller, you know, it's just, you get to see it all kind of in real time. So that's kind of where I cut my, my teeth doing social media work for them. And after that, you know, one, I mean, really one thing just led to another, to another, um, yeah. from my internship, I ended up with my first management client, um, and that led me to go back to school to study uh, music business, to get my ma uh, to study for a master's degree. I ended up dropping out of the master's program, but that's mm -hmm. a different story. Um, but yeah, so I was managing this young lady for about five years. That ended not long after that. You called me. Mm -hmm. I think yep. you called me before that management actually ended. I think so. Yeah. I think I I think it was towards the end of of y'all's. Um, kind of partnership yeah fading out fizzling out yeah yeah like i think you hit me up like in august or so and then everything kind of fizzled out with me and her like november or december mm -hmm. but um so yeah for a little bit a very small amount of time i was managing two people um but yeah so i mean i went from one client to two back to one right and then we kind of rode did our thing um but in high school or in college i had this idea for the name of a company to be mm -hmm. um kdmr music and it originally was KDMR management, but it's, it stands for keep dreaming, make reality. Um, yep. And it's really just, my passion is uh, allowing people to live out their dreams, right? Like, you know, a lot of us, especially in minority communities are told that we can't go into careers specifically in the arts because mm -hmm. the fear is, oh, that won't make you any money. Yep, exactly. But, you know, when I started working at these labels, I'm like, okay, I'm seeing there's money to go around, right? And it may not be make you rich money, but it's just as much money as you're making working that job. And so if yeah. you can make money doing something that you're happy with, why not? So, um, you know, I thought that management would be my way to do that, like to prove like, look, anybody can do it. I can take this artist and take them from zero to whatever per year, mm -hmm. right? Um, but after a while, I kind of just got jaded with management. Uh, hmm. Because one one thing with artist management is that you can't do anything without your artist. Correct. You know, Correct. like, you know, we've had some of those tough conversations where it's like, yeah. you know, I think this is one route that you should take. You know, we gotta we gotta do this, 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 and this. We gotta get this video done, whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. And you know, you might be feeling like a funk. Like, look, I don't want to do anything, right? Yeah. Well, in that time period where you're not doing anything, I my hands are tied, right? Exactly. And, exactly. Know, in a management relationship, your pockets are directly tied to your artist's success. So mm -hmm. if you're not moving, I'm not making money. And I was just like, this just doesn't seem like a great business model unless you have like a superstar to work with or you have mm -hmm. multiple acts. And I just wasn't, I didn't have the bandwidth for that. I have a family, right? So exactly. Um, so I was like, okay, well, how can I, you know, make my mark on this industry affect lives the way I want to, you know? And it was okay, well, let's just, let's share this knowledge online. And um, I've been on that road for about two and a half years now. And that's yeah. just, that's kind of what started this trajectory that we're on now. Yeah, and it's growing and it's, it's, it's cool to get like the updates and see, you know, the growth and all the things that are, 
like the accomplishments that are coming with you being consistent in it. Yeah. And that's one thing that I really admire about what you're doing is like you have done this every single week. <laughs> like every week you've done the videos, you've done like the. So question. Yes, yes, yes. Do you do all those things yourself? Everything. That's what I thought. Every <laughs> the videos, the marketing, the ads, yes. the yeah. audio, videos, and all, the podcast, man. the any podcast with this you might see. Yeah, I do. Plural. I do have more than one podcast. <laughs> uh, Plural. As if my life wasn't busy enough, I start right. a separate, a whole different venture with my wife. <laughs> and, you know, I do that podcast as well. You know, we sit here and record it together, but I'm the one that edits it. I put together all the show notes, like the website, all that's me. Um, yep. So yeah, right now my my life looks kind of it's real hectic because I'm working full time. Yep. I I do the podcast and the YouTube channel, and those are just kind of things that help get me out there to more people. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a book that I wrote, so that's yep. a revenue source. I started a group coaching program, so that's a revenue source. And then I also do uh, consulting and Facebook ads management for clients. Yep. And so that's another revenue source. But it's like, it's just a lot. It's a lot to juggle. And to be honest. And how do you organize it? I, mm, well, <laughs> see. <laughs> <He's> a, hmm. <laughs> I was. I was. Do you use like a calendar? I was, do you like write it all down? Because I know you used to have whiteboards. Yeah. In, in yeah. college, you loved a whiteboard. Yeah. So do you still do that, or do you just do things through like calendar primarily? No, I still, I still whiteboard, and I, for whatever reason, if I put my phone has just become like the biggest distraction for me, mm-hmm. so I can't mm-hmm. put my schedule in my phone. Or else it's easier to get ignored that way. So yeah. I've got, you know, in my when we buy our house, I'm gonna have like just a wall that's whiteboard wall. Right. But um, <laughs> yeah, I've got my calendar. I've got another separate whiteboard that's just like video ideas. So the way I keep everything going is just writing everything down on my calendar. Um, and then I use like the Notes app on my iPhone, and I do. Eventually, everything does end up on the calendar that's in my phone, so I can get the little mm-hmm. notification. But that's not my first my first spot got it but yeah it, it, other than that like it gets hectic like um yeah this last like last two months i'd say since i started the podcast with my wife mm-hmm. has been the craziest time but it's also <laughs> been the time of the most growth so yeah absolutely absolutely and like with doing all those things how do you like prioritize which thing is it based on the thing that's like generating most income or is it based on like which things takes less time? Like I always wonder about that. So, I mean, I'm big on growth, right? So mm-hmm. like what's growing? And right now, mm-hmm. YouTube is my biggest avenue for growth. That's how the most yeah. people find out about me. Um, that's the one thing where it's like, okay, yesterday I had a, a thousand subscribers. Today I have 1500, right? And so it's like, mm-hmm. there's something about that, that inertia, that movement where it's like, okay, I know I need to keep that going, right? And then everything else kind of falls around that. Um, mm-hmm. But I guess outside of, I mean, there's growth in multiple ways. So there's growth in like social proof and, and an audience and following, but then there's also growth in revenue. So I have been putting more effort into client projects and things like that. Um, and this year I made a, a, a special effort to do a lot more uh, public speaking. So, mm-hmm. You know, I traveled to Winston-Salem to do a workshop. Uh, I just... Um, actually today 
today is Saturday as we're recording this. So yeah. I've been in the music, Musician Mastery Summit. It's an online summit bringing together like over 20 of like the top experts in the music business, which yep. it's, it's very humbling to see my name on the list with uh, Taylor Swift's manager and Wendy mm-hmm. Day and mm-hmm. TJ Chapman and so many other people who I've admired and looked up to for so long. Um, but yeah, so I've been putting more energy into making sure that other people know that I am who I am and I'm doing what I do. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, that's how I prioritize. Got it. And, and in the, in the world of like marketing, right. Mm-hmm. Just thinking about what you were mentioning about, you know, having the YouTube and the marketing and the coaching classes and the uh, books, all those things. What is like, what qualifies as good marketing? I'm just thinking about artists, right? Specifically, I know when I was making music and we were doing this thing together, it was both about like quality and also about quantity, but it was more about like what you did well than like how many times you put out stuff. So like for people that are confused about the marketing world and like how it works, what's important? Is it about just the quality of the things that you put out or do you have to post frequently all the time for people to care about what you're doing? So, I mean, it's such an, it's weird to break down marketing because marketing is a term that gets misused very often, Mm -hmm. right? Like some people look at marketing and what they think of when they hear marketing is like advertising, like Mm -hmm. Facebook ads and uh, my, my music was on a commercial and whatever, like you think of promotion. Right. And promotion and marketing aren't necessarily the same thing, but the marketing process is simply finding your audience and then delivering your product to that audience, hopefully Mm -hmm. in a way that brings in revenue. Right. Like that's that's the marketing process. So there's a lot of things that could go into that, right? Like content marketing is big right now where you've got social media and influencers and everything like that, like people getting paid for blog posts. And so with the algorithms now, it's like you gotta post often to stay seen. So yeah, consistency Mm -hmm. is important. Um, But then also there's something to be said for quality and just putting effort into what you're doing. Because if you just are just putting out a video every day to say you put out a video, yeah. You know, and you're not focused on those other growth, um, those other growth metrics, right? Like, mm-hmm. okay, if 10 people saw my video today, how do I get it so that 12 people see it tomorrow? Right. Yeah. So my, so often people just focus on, okay, I did a video today, a video tomorrow, a video the next day. Mm-hmm. But it's like, if you look and you can't see there's a trend of growth, then the effort that you're putting in is for nothing. Hmm. So I'd say it's neither. It's not quality or quantity. It's growth. That's the biggest metric. Growth. Got it. Got it, got it, got it. Because I see a lot of people kind of do exactly what you mentioned. It's like, okay, I'm going to put out a video every other day. And then it's like, if you, I, I learned a lot from you in our process of making sure that you know how to look at the response and like how to read the data and like the follow-up piece, mm-hmm. right? So if I put out a video and it does well, it's easy to just assume I can just put out another video tomorrow and it's just going to do better. But that's not really it. You taught me a lot about strategy and also like planning because yeah. I'm kind of, uh, what's the word, impulsive mm-hmm. or driven by my emotions often. Mm-hmm. So I think you definitely taught and teach people how to strategically 
plan out things so that they get the best uh, outcomes. Right. So I think that's really dope. That's perfect. So speaking of that, you wrote a book. Tell us a little bit about that thing, please. Uh, yeah. So uh, last year, July 4th, actually, it's almost exactly a year ago, mm-hmm. um, I released a book. My first book is called The Music Marketing Guidebook. It's um, how to find listeners, convert them to fans and make more money with your music. Hmm. And, you know, that's what I teach kind of step by step, you know, how to get people interested, how to figure out who your audience is. And then we talk about like we talk about what marketing is, because there's so much, like I said earlier, that we misapply to the term marketing. So we talk about what marketing is and in a way that's easy for musicians to understand, because there's a lot of when I when I started, when I set out to write the book, um, there was two extremes. Right. Like you pick up a music business book and it's just Mm -hmm. like here is every single thing that exists in the music industry and how it can apply to whatever situation. Right. And it's like, okay, Mm -hmm. that's overwhelming. Right. And then. On the other side of that is like these online courses and stuff where it's like, hey, I can teach you how to get 10,000 fans on Facebook tomorrow. Right. right? <laughs> I've seen those. Definitely seen <laughs> You those. know, and it's like, well, there's a there's a problem with both of those. Right. One, teaching Facebook ads without teaching the psychology behind marketing and why certain things work. That just that's going to lead to you just spending a whole bunch of money and not getting results. Yep. But then also overloading you with information is going to make it so that you're paralyzed and you never start. Hmm. So my goal with Hmm. the music marketing guidebook was to teach as much background information as is necessary, but then also make sure that after each thing I teach you, here's an action step, like stop reading and do this right now and then move on to the next chapter. So that by the time you're done reading, not only do you have an understanding of what marketing is, but you've seen like some of those first results and you know, mm-hmm. you know, where you fit in the overall story, because so much of what artists do is driven by what they see. Right. Yeah. So if Jay-Z's got a music video at a museum, all right, cool. I'm gonna go to a museum and shoot him. <laughs> and it's like, which is not how it should work. Right. My God. Right. Cause it's like, <laughs> I mean, you forgot that Jay-Z's been doing this for 26 years Right. And, you know, he's there's a lot of things that he did along the way that you haven't done yet. Right. And not to say that we should all just model everything Jay-Z has done. But, you know, my point is there are steps in the process. And a lot of times artists just don't know those steps exist, one, and then have no interest in following them. So my thing is, let me put it all out there. Let me show you. Okay, if this is the spectrum right now, you have zero fans and you want to have a million fans. Well, let's start with getting your first hundred. And then we'll talk about now that you've got some fans, we can put together um, a PR campaign to take mm-hmm. advantage of what you already have and snowball it into more. And that's how the music industry works. And so that's how my book is set up. You'll start on very basic beginner level stuff. You will end with more advanced strategies uh, like networking and then uh, Facebook ads and press and mm-hmm. touring. We talk about all that. And so by the time you're done with the book, you've got an action plan. You can plan out your next release and know whether or not it's actually going to work. We talk about data and analytics, like all of that is in that book. So it sounds like you're giving all of the keys, (laughs) all of the keys for people to be able to do it themselves. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, right? Like do it yourself is, I shouldn't say it's like the move, it's the wave, right? Everybody Mm -hmm. can't do everything themselves. But I think the biggest issue is that we think do it yourself means do it alone. 
Hmm. And it's like, hmm. well, no, I, we talk about team building in the book as well. Like after a while, you're going to need someone to help you out with this. Um, but yeah, like I, I teach people how to do things themselves so that if nothing else, they know what they're hiring someone to do. Because, you know, so many of us as artists, you know, hmm. I remember I remember when you were rapping, you were like, yeah, man, I'm about to be on Nappy Boy. That's my goal. <laughs> that, oh my god i did say that, yeah, but, did say that. <laughs> but no like for real like, <laughs> the, the goal for so many artists is record label radio station yeah bt yeah right and it's like yeah that's cool but what is getting that get you right mm-hmm. and the reality is if you have fans and i say this all the time if anybody's familiar with me but a well-engaged fan base is the key that unlocks any door in the music industry. So if you mm. want to be signed to a record label, well, you need to be able to convince that record label that you've got fans that will buy your music. Yep. If you want to get booked for the biggest venue in town, well, you need fans to pack that venue. If you exactly. want to be on the radio, you need listeners in that area that will listen because they want to hear your song, right? So if you stop going to these so-called gatekeepers, like, oh, can you give me a handout? Can you put me on the radio? Mm-hmm. Right. And go directly to the fans. Well, then the fans will make it known what they want to happen. Yep. You know, that's why we saw Chance the Rapper be so successful. Right. Like he's got all these fans and he's like, you know what? Here's an app. Right. And on this app, all I did was I collected all the names, phone numbers, and email addresses for program directors. Mm-hmm. I want all of y'all to email these people and request my song. Hmm. And then the song went to number one on Billboard on the radio. Right. Like, right. It's, it's that simple. When you have fans, your fans will determine how successful you are. But too yep. many of us are trying to do other things, hoping that it leads to fans when it should be the other way around. And that, oh man, that is a gem. <laughs> I think because it's the same with anything, right? So it's like a lot of, and also what I've noticed is a lot of the things that you teach and that you share can be translated to business even, mm-hmm. right? So just general business because artists are businesses which is another piece i think people forget right but it's like it transfers to business so when you think about what you just said that people uh kind of and that was me for a long time like okay if i can just make enough music and get my music to labels then they'll sign me and then people will finally know who i am but it's like no that's not the case nobody's going to invest in you or like your business if your business isn't already bringing in consumers or whatever the word is, clients or customers, whatever it is that you want to, you know, use in terms of those words. But I think that's the most valuable piece. And that's a question I have for you, actually. Okay. Why doesn't it translate for many people? Like, how does, how do you take everybody online, right? Because we do online marketing we have social media and all those platforms. Mm -hmm. And then people throw a show and nobody comes because the people that they're engaging with online aren't from the area or are friends and family or whatever the case might be. Yeah. So like, where do you see opportunities at for people to translate their online presence to like real world tangible things? Well, I mean, one question you have to ask is where did your online presence come from? Hmm. Right. Because Hmm. I can post every day on Instagram using certain hashtags and people will follow me yeah right but if people like if people aren't following you in life then them following you on social media doesn't matter (laughs) 
Like, yeah, that that's that's really <laughs> what it is. And so what we're seeing is people are doing whatever it is, whatever they can. They they buy likes on Facebook, mm-hmm. they buy SoundCloud plays, they buy Spotify followers, whatever it is. And then you're wondering why the robot that you bought isn't engaging with your stuff. Like I got a hundred thousand followers. Why is nobody coming to my show? Well, you bought yep. seventy thousand of them. Who did you think those people were? Right. <laughs> right. Right. You know, and so that's a big reason why it doesn't translate. Translate. You know, I was talking about this. Um, one of our friends, Raquel, I was on her. Uh-huh. Um, uh, I did an interview for her blog, but I was yep. talking about how, you know, a lot of times we treat the analytics and the data and the numbers just like numbers. Right. Mm-hmm. The reality is if you're doing things right, there's a person behind every number. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I only have 500 followers on my business's Instagram page. Right. But when I put something out, they watch it. Yep. You know, um, I've got about 400 email subscribers right now. Mm-hmm. And that's not a lot when you think of like online marketers and stuff. Right. But I don't spend a lot of money on Facebook ads. Like I hardly ever spend money on Facebook ads. So all of my people that are on my email list are there because they found out about me through someone's podcast or they saw me on right. YouTube or they were reading an article on a blog I write for. Right. So it's like the people that I have are people who are definitely interested in what I've got to offer. So it doesn't take as many people to get that, those results. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. But yeah, the reason to, to answer your question simply, the reason stuff doesn't translate is because we're too busy looking for numbers and not looking for people. Hmm. Wow. The numbers not looking for people. I'm taking notes, by the way. <laughs> That's deep. Awesome. So I guess what are the, because we've touched on a, a, a bunch of different things and I, I kind of love the way this is gone. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's one of the biggest lessons that you've learned, um, you know, in doing so many things and running KDMR music? Like what's the biggest lessons personally that you've learned in all of this that you're doing? The biggest lesson I've learned, um, it's kind of the same as the reason I started it, right? Like I started KDMR mm-hmm. music to encourage people to follow their dreams, but you know, because you know me, yeah. I had the idea for this business back in 2011. Like, that's how long this name has been a thing. That's how long my Twitter account's been around, right? Yep. But I didn't really start doing any of this stuff for real until about 2016. But that's when I started doing, like, the, the, the client-facing work and the YouTube and all that. Yep. And the reason for that was, like, fear, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, I got married in 2014, um, so I have a child. Uh, technically she's my stepchild, I guess, but hey, right. Like I became a husband and a dad really early on in life. Mm -hmm. And so it suddenly for me, music wasn't the most important thing. My family was. And so Mm -hmm. then it was about, okay, well, how can I make money? Right. And so that led me into like sales jobs and whatever else. I picked up a camera. I actually Mm -hmm. bought a camera to record these YouTube videos or my wife bought it because I wouldn't, I wouldn't buy it myself. Like that's <laughs> yep. how much I was like trying to save money. So she just bought it one day for my birthday with my money. Right. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like she literally took my it. credit card and bought it. Like I was like, okay, right. well, I have it now. <laughs> right. Guess it's bought. Right. That's how dope my wife is. <laughs> like she just knows mm-hmm. to do stuff. But, yep. um, but anyway, my point is I was so paralyzed with fear that I started a whole second career. Like I was a photographer for a minute. 
Yep. Like, and I remember. it was growing. I was doing, I'm booking weddings. Like, I'm LGI dope out here. Yep. <laughs> right. And yeah, prom shoots and all that. Prom, yeah, everything. Yep. But, you know, I would tell myself, oh, I'm just trying to make money so that I can use it to fuel the music stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. The reality is, I was afraid to even try music because I thought it wasn't going to make me any money. Mm-hmm. Right. So, the biggest lesson that I've learned in the last year, like July 4th, 2018, is when I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna go hard because none of this other stuff is fulfilling. You know, my grandfather passed in 2017. Um, we had a miscarriage, we lost a child. So it was just like, for me, it was okay. Life is just too short, you know, like yeah. not to be cliche, but yeah. life is just too short and too precious to spend it doing things that you're not passionate about, right? And so that brought, and we went to that show, we did that show. Um, in in smithfield and Mm. you know we did the show and then we had the dreamville show after so i got Mm -hmm. to meet boss and all that and that night some of the kids that performed at the show got in a car accident and one of them didn't make it and we later found out that was their first performance you know and so it was heartbreaking but then it was like man like well he went out with his friends doing something that he loved Like their favorite label was Dreamville. Like they got to meet Dreamville artists. Like they had the best day of their lives. And unfortunately it was the last day of one of theirs. Right. But his death is kind of what started me. Like, I don't know if you even remember that, but I put that post on Facebook. I just mocked up a logo, a terrible version of the logo I have now. And was like, (laughs) we're getting started. Like, yeah, because I don't want to leave the earth and not ever have even tried this, Mm -hmm. you know, but then after that is when my grandfather passed and so many other things yep. happened. Um, but yep. just through that year, that that really heart-wrenching 2017, which I actually just talked about on my podcast, um, yep. Music Business Dreams. But because of that year that I had, I was like, all right, 2018, July 4th, I'm going hard. So I wrote the book, put it out July 4th. I started the podcast and kind of restarted the YouTube channel July 4th last year. And yep. in that year, I've seen so much growth. So many people have reached out to me. I've had so many opportunities afforded me just because I've been consistent. And I truly believe it's because I was doing what I was passionate about the whole time. You know, with photography, it was like, yeah, I'm good at taking pictures, but I don't care to stay up and edit these pictures. Yeah. Like now I'm up at like ungodly hours researching <laughs> topics and editing yep. videos. And, you know, yep. you've, you read out like everything I'm doing. Like I do so much more now than I ever did before, but it doesn't feel like work. So that's the mm. biggest lesson that I've learned is like that thing, like, you know, whoever's listening to this, I don't know if you're in college, where you are in life, but there is something inside you and God put it there. Right. And you feel like you can't, really live without that thing right Mm -hmm. and there can be any number of circumstances making you feel like you can't do it right maybe you're black and black people don't swim right Mm -hmm. you know maybe maybe you're a girl and girls can't coach basketball right like whatever it is there's something keeping you from it or like i said like a lot of black people it's like art doesn't make money well Mm -hmm. that's false because everything you on tv is art like you're talking about creative writing. Somebody had to write that script. Talking about acting, like all of this, video editing, graphic design. You look on TV, you turn on the radio, you get on YouTube, you see it every day. So mm-hmm. the fact that somebody lied to you and said you can't make money doing it, 
that's probably like the worst lie anyone's ever told right <laughs> like outside of if you eat this tree from this tree you won't die right right but whatever that thing is i don't know what that thing is for you and, and only you really know what it is but don't let anyone tell you you can't do it now it's definitely going to be hard you're going to be up late at night you may not make money for a few years you know maybe even a decade right like robert downey jr had a terrible acting career and was strung out on drugs and all sorts of stuff and was unwanted when people when they announced him for the role of iron man people were just like "Uh," right he ends up being a freaking disney legend right like so your road is going to be hard but Mm -hmm. it's way less hard than never trying what you're really passionate about so that's the biggest lesson I've learned through this. And I'm really glad that I experienced it because that's what I was preaching before I went through it. Mm-hmm. And um, that's the biggest lesson I try to teach everyone else that I come across. And that's what I'll be doing for as long as I'm here doing it. Yeah. That's beautiful. That's a message. <laughs> Man, <laughs> I've enjoyed this. Man, yeah. So t- tell us, Brandon, how, how people can continue to listen to what you're doing. Um, your podcast, all the things. Just share everything that people can connect with you on. Got you. Please. Got you. So um, if you're looking to connect with me, um, the most active is my YouTube channel. It's youtube.com slash KDMR music. I'm on all social media at KDMR music. Um, you can check out my website. Go to kdmrmusic.com. That's where you'll learn more about the book, about the group coaching program. You'll see the blog, the podcast, all of that. Uh, my podcast is Music Business Dreams. Um, it's available on Apple, I, uh, Spotify, everywhere you listen to podcasts. You can find Music Business Dreams. Uh, we post every single Wednesday. Um, and, uh, you know, it's just about, again, the same things I teach in my books and my coaching programs. I try to teach and go even more in depth on my podcast as well. It's just, you know, helping you see how other people have made their music business dreams come true and how you can do the same thing. So I interview people there and that's really cool. Um, what we didn't touch on necessarily was the podcast I have with my wife. It's called Real Love with Ashley and Brandon. That's all. It is awesome, by the way. It is awesome, by the way. I'm sorry. <laughs> I listen to it every single time. Continue. Sorry. <laughs> nah, so, I mean, if you're, it's basically, um, we, we try not to call ourselves a marriage podcast, but I guess that's what we are. But we focus on, you know, we're, my wife and I are both Christians. And so I feel like the name Christians has got a bad rep, right? Because mm. there's people out there doing all kinds of nonsense, right? But anyway, yeah. this is the, the godly marriage and life advice that I wish we had gotten before we got together. Mm. So that's every Thursday, uh, Real Love with Ashley and Brandon. And that's also on every podcast platform. You can follow that on Instagram at Real Love Podcast. And um, you learn more on the website. It's reallovepodcast.com. My God. <laughs> and thank you. Thank you so much for um, sharing this time. And it, it's been great. Um, it's been amazing to hear. Just, I know you already. Like, we've known each other for 10 years. Mm-hmm. But it's always interesting to hear more about what you're doing why it matters like it feels it feels great every time it feels new almost every time to hear you you know talk about the growth and all the things that you're experiencing it's just awesome to see it develop so 
I'm 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 in your corner, man. Right. Continue to just keep me posted, keep me updated, and I'm I'm with you. I will, I will. You. I don't know if I've told you this, but I'm very proud of you. I'm I'm, I'm glad to say it on your platform because <laughs> when you were saying you were like, "Oh, I'm done rapping," I was like, "Well, what you gonna do?" Like I was one of those yep. people. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, even though I'm like, I know him, I know what he's capable of, and I know how much it's important to again, follow your passions. And if music wasn't the passion, no matter how good you are at it, you would never succeed in it. Hmm. So, you know, I'm really glad that, you know, you were able to find a space that you have thrived in. I mean, you got a thousand downloads already. Like it's yeah. lit, it's moving. Yeah, you know it's what I'm, <laughs> so, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you for sticking to your guns, even though so many of us had our doubts you know what I'm mm. saying? Like, there's people that still ask me about whether or not you're seriously done rapping. <laughs> yeah. Like, every time yeah. I talk to them. And I'm like, I don't yes. know. You know what I'm saying? Whenever he does decide to rap again, or if he decides to rap again, I'll manage him and we'll, we'll make it work. But, yeah. you know, I don't know. But anyway, so I'm very proud of the growth I've seen in you. Not just, uh, you know, in this platform, but just as a man and all the other things you got going on outside of, you know, the public facing activities. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm proud of you, bro. For sure. Thank you, brother. No problem. Thank you so much. So much. Man, this has been great. Thank you, folks. Keep Continue listening. Like Brandon mentioned, we, we've knocked our first thousand downloads out, but continue to subscribe, tell your friends, share it with your people. Um, again, offer up any folks that you know are doing dope things, education, art, and technology. Brandon is one of those. So follow Brandon. Support, support, support. All right, all right. Education, That's it for the people. Tech. I guess I got all hey. those in this. Hey, education. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Online yeah. courses. That's tech. There we go. Yes, sir. Hey. You covered the All whole, things. the whole thing. Hey. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Keep that in there. Don't, yeah. don't, don't, don't edit that out. Yeah. Yeah. I'm keeping that. <laughs> I'm going to cut it right now.